Hey everybody, welcome back to 2G. I'm Drew Lowen, your host, and this podcast is a podcast where I am exploring how to downgrade your phone and upgrade your life. <laughs> it's pretty cheesy. I got to give a shout out to my friend Malcolm for for giving me that slogan. He texted me saying he enjoyed the podcast and had that slogan idea. Downgrade your phone, upgrade your life. Uh, and really, that's exactly what we're doing here. Um, this podcast isn't about demonizing technology or saying that smartphones are stupid. This podcast is all about discovering how technology can be a tool for me to lead my best life, not a crutch or a distraction that detracts from that. See, one of the most long-standing philosophical discussions that people have going, you know, been going back and forth on throughout the ages is the discussion of human flourishing. What does it mean to be human? What's the best way that we do that? And, you know, sometimes philosophy can get very heady and impractical, but that discussion is always, I think, the most important one. And it takes on different contexts, right? It's human flourishing as it relates to, um, you know, the ethics of trade. It's human flourishing as it relates to um, you know, work-life balance, human flourishing in the case of this podcast as it relates to technology and its role in our lives. So to kind of put that another way, our aim is to discuss what does it mean to be human and how is technology intended to help us do that better? And what are some of the dangers? What are some of the ways that it can actually make us worse at doing that, worse at being human? Because I think at the end of the day for all of us, we want to lead meaningful lives. We want to lead lives where we're pursuing our dreams, where we're becoming better people, we're more invested in the people around us, we're more invested in the world around us, we're more fulfilled, we're more compassionate, and we're just happier, right? That's what it means to be flourishing. You're thriving, right? Sometimes things that we create to help us thrive actually kind of put a damper on the level to which we're thriving. For me, I found that my smartphone was doing that. We talked about that last week. I realized pretty much immediately how much I was pulling out my phone. And, you know, then when you put a dumb phone in the place of your smartphone, you're like, what am I doing with this? And then you realize, oh, I'm trying to distract myself from boredom or this emotion that I don't want to feel right now or this thing that I don't want to deal with, or I just want to be somewhere else or I just want to find something cooler to do, or I just want to be entertained. Either way, all of that for me was detracting from being more present, more compassionate, more engaged, and uh, more relationally available to the people around me, to the people I care about. And I wouldn't be surprised if many of you started to think about it and realize the same thing too. Uh, like we talked about last week, on average, you're spending two and a half hours a day on your phone and you're touching it or, or flicking it or swiping it over 2,000 times a day. Many of those touches actually have nothing to do with productivity or business meetings or texting grandma. A good number of them are actually to do with things that are just distractions, uh, things that are just filling the dead space in our lives. And so last week, the challenge was, if you calculated how much time you wasted, say it was an hour, what would you do with that extra time? Um, if you still want to send me an email about that and maybe some of the ideas you've had, you very well can. The email's in the description. It's the2gpodcast at gmail.com. But this week, we're kind of going to continue this conversation of phones and human flourishing, of smartphones as a tool to help us lead our best lives and also the ways in which I'm starting to realize they can actually be a detriment to that.
And so I think there's going to be three phases to this project. The first phase is the one I'm still in. And uh, again, these phases are relating to my experience of not having a smartphone and then ultimately to either the reintegration of it or whatever else I decide. You know, it's a journey. But the first phase is definitely this. It's withdrawal. Last week, I was feeling a definite withdrawal from being able to distract myself from having my phone with me at all moments. And this week, got to say, still kind of experiencing it. So the first phase for sure can confirm 100% is withdrawal. So if any of you decide to change the way that your smartphone interacts with you in your life, the way that you use it as a tool or get rid of it altogether, that's what you'll experience first is a withdrawal of the old thing because you're not yet used to how to live your life with the new thing, with whether it be the new phone or the new way that you're using your phone more intentionally. Um, and the next two phases I, I kind of created in my head because I think it's where I'll end up. It's where I want this to go. Um, but obviously when I get there, I'll let you know. But phase two, I'm hoping will be adaptation. It will be me adapting to the new phone, to the new life, to the new way of doing things with the phone, the way I interact with people, the way I get information, the way I get around and the way I solve problems. And then that will just become normal for me. And then I won't have the withdrawal symptoms of, you know, feeling irritated um, or feeling uh, this compulsion to to check the fire hose, right? That's what I've been calling it lately. It's this fire hose of information that's in your pocket. Um, and then after that, I'm hoping this third phase is is liberation, which that isn't that a good word. It's a weighty word. There's some meat to that idea of of liberation, of the sense that in some ways my phone isn't a tool that elevates me, but it's actually something that kind of pulls me down and keeps me back from leading my best life. I want to be liberated from that so that technology actually helps me serve my own purposes and helps me be a better human um, and is only something that benefits me. So that's what we're going to talk about throughout this journey, right? Is the first phase is kind of what we're talking about, withdrawal. And hopefully here soon I can already see it kind of around the corner is adaptation. And then uh, what I'm hoping and praying is that eventually that leads to a sort of liberation, a sort of... Um, sort of new way of being human, a new way of interacting with technology. Um, and so, yeah, that's where we're going. And uh, if we have to make a few pit stops or if the road kind of changes a little bit, I'll be the first to find out and I'll let you know. Um, but this week, definitely, we're still in phase one. Uh, there was a sense in which last week, you know, I was aware of, of my compulsory behaviors with smartphones. This week, I was more aware of the irritation of not having one. And in some senses, that was just practical. And in other senses, that was just emotional. Uh, not being able to, you know, open up that fire hose of information and just distract myself has left me irritated. Um, and also, it's been, you know, I've been a little more confronted with the impracticality of having a, a dumb phone in a smartphone world. Uh, and I'll share a story with you to kind of encapsulate all of these feelings. So about a week ago for this church discipleship program I'm a part of, it meets Monday through Thursday from eight to noon. Um, we show up, you know, I get there at eight every day or well, Monday through Thursday and I just do my thing and you know, it's a routine now. So I just show up and everyone's there and it goes on as normal. Well, about a week ago I showed up and I was the only car in the parking lot. And I was like, oh, this is weird. It's kind of like, you know, it literally felt like showing up to school on a holiday and you didn't get the memo that 
that it was a holiday. Um, I show up, no one's in the parking lot, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm about five minutes early. Maybe I'm just the first one here, and I know one of the directors who gets here early, he gets dropped off, so maybe, you know, that's why there's no cars, but I'll just go, you know, walk in and, and wait for everybody, and then I open the door, and the door's locked, so I can't get in. I'm like, okay, that's strange. Um, and then I go tearing through my handbook, and I'm like, well, there's no... You know, we have like this, uh, this kind of like guidebook of what our itinerary is, what the program's about. And there was no holiday for that day. There was no day off listed. So now I'm going, um, okay, uh, what happened? No one's here, but it says we're supposed to be here. There's stuff on the agenda for today. And then the panic kind of sets in, right? Then, then you, the only way to describe what you're feeling in that moment is you're feeling naked you missed something. There was some piece of information that was communicated that I didn't get. And instantly I know I'm like, oh man, I bet it was in the group text that I can't access because I don't have apps on my phone anymore um, because we use WhatsApp. And so I called one of the uh, staff members of the church and he's like, hey man, what's up? And I was like, hey, uh, I'm at the church. Uh, Where, where is everybody? And he goes, oh, you, you, uh, you didn't look at the group text? <laughs> I go, no, I, uh, I can't anymore. I have the Motorola Razor now. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, well, we're meeting up at nine today at, at so-and-so's house. And I went, okay. Oh, okay. And so now I'm aware the plan did change, and I completely missed the memo, right? So now I'm in this kind of scramble mode of, okay, I have to take down the address and I have to, okay, it's in, it's in this city. So I know I can, you know, use the highways to get in the general area. And then it's making phone calls, figuring out how to actually get there. And, uh, it's close to this other person's house. You just take a left here and a right there, you know, that sort of thing. Um, because, you know, I don't have navigation. Luckily, my car does have a GPS, so I can enter things and, and, and like find gas stations and, and points of interest, um, but yeah, I had this whole hour now and I just felt naked because I, I couldn't I couldn't use my phone to see that this was even what was happening, right? I didn't have access to that information. I had to literally rely on other people to help me even get there. Um, and then with that hour, I just had to go find something to do. Just driving around, found a coffee shop and said, okay, you know, but the, the really nice part about that is, yes, I felt completely naked. I felt helpless in a lot of ways. And I realized in that moment how much of a dependence I had on my smartphone for solving all of my problems for me. If I didn't know the answer to a question, I can Google it. If I didn't know how to get to your house, I can get step-by-step, turn-by-turn navigation directly to any house, any place, you know, um, if I was unaware of what I should be paying for this or that, I could Google it. If I didn't know what this sound in my car meant, I could Google it. Um, if I wanted to know a good coffee shop in the area, go to Yelp, find it, look at the reviews, you know, even see pictures of it, almost experience it before I even go there. And now none of that was an option. Another kind of similar story was um, this past Saturday, my friend, one of my best friends in the whole world called me and he said, Hey man. I was like, Hey, and he's like, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, uh, I don't know, nothing. And he goes, no, what are you doing tonight? And <laughs> I had missed an email because again, my email doesn't come to my phone. I don't really check it on my computer. I haven't built that habit yet. I had apparently missed an email or maybe it went to my spam box, whatever. That was an invite to his engagement shower and I'm in his wedding party. So 
of course I'm going to be there, right? Of course I'm supposed to be there, but I had no idea. And so then same situation. I have no idea how to get to your house. It's a 40 minute drive away. What should I wear? What do I bring? Who's going to be there? All of that stuff, figuring it out on the fly and having to rely on myself. So the, I guess the blessing in disguise is I'm realizing that if, if my phone broke, if I had no smartphone or, or if I, you know, if I had to have a dumb phone for the rest of my life, I would be okay. I would make it. Okay. So that was in one sense, it was, Oh, withdrawal. I, this could have all been so much easier. I would have heard about these things. I could have gotten there quicker, but in another sense, it was actually kind of life giving to realize, okay, if life happens, if things change and I don't have the internet next to me, I'm going to make it. The house isn't going to burn down. I'm not going to explode or spontaneously combust. My entire life plan isn't going to be derailed and I'm not going to be abandoned by everyone I love or miss out on the next best greatest thing that I have to have. I'm going to be okay. And I can solve problems without technology. Guys, it's, it's crazy. You can stop at a gas station and ask for directions. You can talk to real life people about places that are good in the local area and probably get better feedback than, than Yelp, you know? So we actually have the capability to solve problems without a smartphone. And so I guess what I've been realizing is, yes, I feel so naked without it. And also, I'm just as unprepared as everyone else to live life without it. But in another sense, I'm prepared more so than I would have ever thought. I actually have more skills for solving problems without just instantly Googling the answer. Um, I have a greater capability of, of relying on other people to help me with, you know, whatever problem it is than, than I would have thought. And that was really, really nice. Another benefit that I'm starting to notice, and maybe this is marking, hopefully at least the, the coming of the end of the withdrawal phase is, I have not had near as much fear of missing out on cool things happening around me or hangouts. Um, some of that, as you've heard, obviously, with the past two stories is because I just don't get the information, <laughs> which that can be frustrating. So we're working on that. But another part of it is this. Most of the things I see on social media are really fun vacations or really fun activities others are planning and doing. And sometimes what happens, it's like, well, I don't hang out with them, but man, that's cool. I wish my friends would go do that. Sometimes it's, that is my group of friends and dang it. I got off of work at seven. They left at five. I can't go tonight, but now I'm seeing the pictures and I'm not there. That looks really fun. Um, sometimes what it is, is someone buys a new thing or a company advertises a new thing. And now you're like, I want that thing, but I'm saving for this, or I need to get that thing now or this thing and that thing. And oh, if I could just have it all. So sometimes Social media feeds into this perception that we're missing out on something and that our life is for the worst because of it. But what I've been realizing is two things. Number one, yeah, I am missing out on literally almost 100% of what's happening in the world. 99.999 repeating percent of the things that go on day to day on planet Earth, I'm not involved in. But the other thing I'm realizing is just like with solving problems without Google, that's totally okay. I'm missing out on most things that happen day to day. And actually, I miss out on things that happen in the lives of my friends pretty often. And, I, you know, I'd like to be better about that, but also it, I'm okay. The other night I, I came home and I didn't know if things were going on, if people were hanging out and I'm sure stuff was or whatever, but I just wasn't even aware of that. I just came home and 
what I, what I wanted to do and what I needed in that moment was to just sit on the back porch and listen to music and just relax. And that's exactly what I did. And it was wonderful. And yeah, there may have been some of my friends who were out at a music venue that I would like to go to or eating dinner somewhere cool or hanging out and having a game night. I could have totally missed all of those things. But I was okay. And I actually really enjoyed myself. So I guess that is what I'm learning this week is that if it all, if it all went away tomorrow, we'd be fine. If, if I actually had to rely on myself and others around me to, to help me solve immediate problems, I would be, it would work. It, it would be great. And if I never again saw an Instagram ad for the next cool video game or the next cool thing I want to buy off Amazon and never again saw a picture of someone's trip to Italy, I'd be okay. And I'd actually really enjoy what I'm doing um, and really enjoy looking into the things that I want to look into and becoming the person I want to become. And so that's the lesson, I guess, this week. In what ways are, are our phones actually keeping us from being present to ourselves and others? In what ways are our phones stripping us of the confidence of actually being able to deal with our lives and deal with our own problems, uh, with our own resources and sensibilities and relying on the people around us? What ways is it stripping us of, of having to rely on others, of being in communication, um, and of realizing our own skill set? And in what ways is it, is it giving us a false panic of, of missing out on whatever it is we're supposed to do next, uh, instead of being present to whatever it is we want to do next, whatever it is we should do next? So I, so I guess that's it. It's the fear of missing out and the fear of being uninformed. And I'm realizing I may be uninformed and I might miss out on a lot, but that's nothing to be afraid of. So thanks again for joining me this week, guys. I hope that you found something valuable in this podcast. Uh, and if there's any way in which, you know, listening to this is making you think about, question, want to change, or even just discuss or ponder why you're using your smartphone the way you're using it, and maybe should you be using it a different way, please send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I'd love to hear some follow-up, just hear what you guys think about the podcast so far. Uh, you can shoot over any questions, comments, or any sort of dialogue like that to my email, which is the2gpodcast at gmail.com. And I'll uh, definitely reply to your email. Uh, and if enough of the same things are coming up or if something really cool happens in our discussion, I'll, I'll mention it in the podcast. So that could be a cool way to get a shout out maybe. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for you this week. Um, hope you have a great next week and join me again for episode four of 2G where I'm downgrading my phone to upgrade my life. Thanks.